Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Always Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks from your tip in our China chapter. As we like to do at the top of the show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, and especially you, the Patreon supporter. So if you'd like to check out what we offer on Patreon, you can at patreon.com slash the old ways podcast. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube, which I heartily recommend as more video content is on its way. Now, I'd like to begin introductions, if I could, to my right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and uh, apparently uh, we're doing 1v1 today. Apparently we are. You have a date with um, a rather uh, ostentatious spellcaster, I, I believe. We'll get to that, promise. To Miss O'Shea's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and I got to use a flamethrower last episode. You totally did. I did. That was so totally fun. Did. It was more like an alien death ray, too, which is kind of cool. But- you know, but, whatever gets the job done. Yeah, I'm <laughs> glad that you feel that way at the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle. And welcome to another edition of Jack Doyle's No Good, Very Bad Day. You know, it's interesting, too. I, I got to say, just objectively, Jack, uh, China has not been kind to you. No, no, I've had a, a rough time. Yeah, well, I'm, I look forward to continuing to Jack's right. This is Lonnie. I'm playing Robert Drummond, and I'm... Uh, Currently all for two in these sorts of things, but uh, maybe we can get a hit on the board. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I welcome it uh, at any point in time. To uh, Mr. Drummond's right. Hi, this is Heather, and I am playing Edwina Fairchild, otherwise known as Stasi. And I'm really curious to see whether or not who lives, who dies, and who discovers a fate worse than death, because I think it's coming. Something definitely is. Uh, and to Miss Fairchild's right. Hi, this is James, and I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. <laughs> and um, I don't know about the rest of you, but this is this has been fun. It's keen, you know, like a walk in the park. Hmm. You're sans a jacket, if memory serves correctly, Doctor. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, because something had to cover Miss Fairchild after her yeah. incident. Uh, the unfortunateness. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay, very mm-hmm. good. Making sure clerically we're, we're in the proper formation. And last, but most certainly not least. This is Alex playing Sam Berrall, who may or may not be known in the future as the Rocket Man. We're going to raise the curtain tonight back in the middle of a volcano, just as you'd expect all of our adventures to go. And uh, we're going to key back in on one Sam, who has, uh, well, has sort of been noticed by somebody out there in the, in the distance who's felt the subtle and somewhat not so subtle grip of mystical pawing at his bodily forces. Uh, We're going to pick back up into rounds with his action, but before we do, we just give him sort of the, the lay of the land and then sort of a reset for you, the listener. He does see in his vision, one, one Jack Doyle running 
at high speeds away from whatever room he was in. And he has also noticed a couple of these strange creatures which were going right and going left from whatever place they stood by the statue that slowly and somewhat inexorably continues to draw near. There's a, there's a, a massive uh, chaos going on, Sam. And so I would ask you, um, what's your plan? Well, uh, there's a, there's a few things going on. And I have concerns. I have I have and I have needs. Um, but my, my first question is, uh, with uh, with the unsettling experience that I've that I've just well experienced, um, how how far have I gotten with my we'll say reconfiguration of the of the rocket launch pad? You you probably if you're if you're trying to to do more of a, say, a destabilization to the, the larger structure here, it's going to take you a little bit more of, of a time investment. There are, there are more of them to get to. A single pipe is not going to, uh, you know, dislodge or force this rocket into the lava or completely disrupt the flow pattern. You're going to probably need to get at least, I'd imagine, between three to five more before things really get, we'll just say, uh, apocalyptic the other question is uh considering the size of this thing is there is there any way for me to get out of ho fang's line of sight essentially is there any way for me to get away from him you could go around completely to the back side of the rocket and if, if you were to sort of s- skirt your way around the back you would put the rocket between you and him it might be the most fortuitous thing you could do if you're trying to get away from being visually seeable but it's only you would know too it's only going to last as long until ho fang can come up to one side and then you're basically dodging him which could totally be a viable plan um, but he's gonna have to be dealt with at some point hopefully one of your compatriots will pitch in at at, uh, at some juncture well considering how long all that might take and it sounds like there's way too many potential fail conditions luckily for me Though I am uncomfortable, I'm still feeling no pain. So I will stand up. Uh, how high up am I? Off of the regular sort of floor that the volcano here has offered, the crust mm-hmm. portion that the rest of the investigators on, you're probably an additional two to three meters at least. Okay. And how far is Ho Fang from me? And a quick look, at least 10 to 12 meters. I mean, he's he's got minions in front of him. Um, he also seems to be wrenching at something uh, along the side wall here. He hasn't completely exposed himself from this space. He can sort of see you right from here, right right next to the door that, that he was sort of hiding behind. Um, he seems to be pulling at something on the, the wall there. So he, he hasn't come out? from. He has come out, but he's right next to the, the, the doorway space here, which seems to be these two gates where you, you heard... Uh, moaning coming out of people people moaning oh right 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 okay uh, then yes I, then instead of standing up I will I will just raise to a knee and call a motherless call a motherless dog as I raise my rifle well I pull the rifle from my side and uh, I take aim and then I fire okay go for it uh, that is a success 38 under 74 if I wanted to make that hard it cost me two luck right or yeah. one luck yeah it would one but- luck as your keeper, I'm going to tell you that there's no, there's no reason to spend the lock. 
you don't get anything from the hard success and he can't dodge the firearms roll. Oh, right. He just sort of gets shot. Okay. But I would just, as a reminder to all of our players here, that is also true for everyone here. You can't dodge firearm rolls. You can drop prone and lose your action. That's different. But no dodging. And remember that impales work both ways. Oh, I know. For, for Sam's benefit, spending the luck to make it a heart doesn't do anything for you. Okay. So I will roll damage then. So it's 1d8 plus 1d6 plus 3. So 13. Okay. You shoot him. You can tell he takes he takes the bullet as best he can as anyone takes a bullet. Uh, he grips his stomach after the rifle round impacts and he sort of falls back a little bit against the wall and then yanks hard down on this lever. Okay. And that is Sam's action. Well, I can still I can still maneuver, right? You can. You can functionally remove, but there's no, like, skills or... Sure. Uh, then I will, after taking my shot and sending him reeling, uh, I will take the opportunity while he is distracted by his sucking gut wound to get out of line of sight. Okay. So you move back north, back towards the entranceway, and skirt your way around the rocket to put an enormous block between you and him. And so... Yeah, and I reload. Okay. So, the moment we've all been waiting for, at least I have, Miss O'Shea on 65. You are in a well-designed and uh, well-appointed workroom with uh, Sir Aubrey Penhue, who is looking across his table at you after having dispensed with Jack out the door with a movement of his arm. And he looks at you sort of incredulously and says, are those my pants you're wearing? I will look at him and say, they're not yours anymore. As I like leap at him, knife out. Okay. You come straight at him with a knife? Yes. Okay. So I would guess, I'm just going to ask you for cinematic sake, are you going to come over the working table at him? Yes. Okay, cool. You leap onto the working table and slash with. Yes. Somebody has to wear the pants in this relationship. Well, she wears it for the rest of the investigators, that's for sure. Uh, that is a four out of 55. Okay. So you're going to start the combat off with an impale. All right. Well, I was going to spend for an impale either way. <laughs> I didn't care how much it cost. <laughs> I'm going to attempt to dodge because uh, Sir Aubrey has no interest in being caught by that weapon. Nope. Not at that level of success. Okay. So... What you'll do is you'll roll damage first. That's nine damage. I rolled a one. That's weak sounds. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. And then pow. Yeah. Contested pow. Come on, dice. It's 61 out of 83. Yeah, he has you on the contested power roll. So the weapon doesn't bite and dig in and drain anything from him, but you slash him across his stomach up and sort of to the left shoulder as you're moving across the working table and you notice something very very soon after you cut him and that is when you cut into his skin and cut into his shirt uh, after it's cut away you can feel the resistance from 
whatever protective enchantment he has on himself, you don't draw a stitch of blood from his body. Even even though it's a blessed blade? Yeah. It's probably the same thing I have, so, I mean, I get it. But it's likely he has a little less of it now. Okay, Miss Fairchild. 65. You have acquired one coat from uh, Dr. Tottenbach, so you are clothed, which is fantastic. Um, At least a little bit. Somewhat. You can tell. I'll give you a little visual narrative here. You can tell that there are, there were some people here by Miss Lane sort of making the charge back the rest of you, but she's essentially incinerated them all with some sort of strange weapon that she was carrying. It's now been thrown uh, because it, for whatever reason, she was done with it. And then I remember she was correctly. I I think, uh, uh, Lonnie's got thrown and was yeah. exploded. Lonnie, yeah. Right. You still have yours. I still have mine. Okay, yeah. So yeah. she still has hers on her on her back, and you see her sort of spraying the field down here and burning these bodies to a crisp. And you would see Sam, who has moved uh, to this location here. Yeah. He's by the rocket. How how functional am I with that? I mean, the goo is still on me, isn't it? Yeah. It, 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 the doctor scraped the goo off. Okay. And then gave you his suit jacket so right. that way you had some sort of protection from the heat and the elements here. It, I would say that you're functional enough. Functionally enough. <laughs> I'll say this. You've been in worse uh, mental and physical situations in the past, so yeah. you're uh, not by any means done. I think at this point, the the prudent thing to do uh, is to move to the other side of the boxes away from the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, last time I had rooted around in some of those boxes and had come up with another uh, another pack. Correct? Mm-hmm. I believe. Yep. I will, at this point, pull that pack out. Okay. See if I can put it on. Yeah. So it's probably going to take a minute to extricate from the box and then actually acquire it and put it on. Take it out from the box. You get the backpack style straps out. You strap it and then click it into place. Yeah. And then I will look at the doctor and go, you may wish to move. As I basically... Nope. Uh, Doc scoots back and gets out of the way. Uh, He is... Do you have a by chance a light, Doctor? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Could uh, you could you be gentleman. so kind as to light me up? <laughs> yeah. See, having seen them used a couple of times, it's not that hard to now get the rhythm of that the fact that okay, whatever whatever these things are, they need to be lit, just like a a candle or a torch or well, perhaps a flamethrower, and they need to be put into you. So you're now armed and ready after this action to deal with. Come what may. And just for clarification, the goo that fell on me from the wall, is there any, is it, was it just one section of the wall? Was it just that one portion? Is there more on the wall? Is there any kind of... Oh, yeah. So the, What's going on with the wall? So, so the, <laughs> the walls, plural, here are coated with this stuff. Like all the way down, yes, as far all, as I it, can see. It's okay. actually also what gives this place most of its light illumination is most of its illumination comes from this fungus. It's only that you got close to the wall that it sort of sloughed off and, and tried to um, 
get personal with you. And oh, it um, got personal. It did. It's true. I think I'm going to be pulling it and pulling it out <laughs> of, pl- of cr- cracks and crevices for a while. But we'll, well, that that's for another episode, for yeah, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it absolutely is for another episode. Uh, so yeah, it, it it is all over the place. If you were to think of, oh well, I'm going to burn this stuff off the wall, you you might be here for a few days. Okay. It's that much. And so that means Jack on 60, now that a round has passed, Jack, uh, you come out of your uh, crazed flight or uh, fight. Um, I'm going to place you there on the map just a little farther along the way. Uh, you, you get sort of about parallel with uh, you, next to Drummond. You can see him sort of hunkered down here. And you'd see Jack coming straight for you, uh, Robert, and... He has a, a the look of sheer panic in his eyes, like he's seen something terrifying, and he gets right up alongside you and then stops. And now it's your action. Right. Get, get yourself, get yourself together, Doyle. Come on. All right. So I'll turn around and I'm going to uh, start firing on those fishmen. Okay. You fire on the fishmen. How many of them are there? Uh, there are three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh. I'm going to take a shot on each one of them. One shot on each one of them. Okay, so you're going to change targets as well. Yeah. So normally you don't take penalties for multiple shots, but changing targets is a little different. Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. So first die is standard, then penalty die for the next two. And that hits. None of them are any more than hard, but they all three hit. Okay. So damage on each. Eight. Eleven. And eight. Okay. So the middle one here... You shoot center mass in the throat and it drops like a rock. And the other two seem to stay up and you definitely got their attention. So, Doctor on 55, you are back again, uh, sort of against the boxes here. And the field is in front of you. You've just assisted Miss Fairchild with lighting up her um, cigarette, as we'll call it. And now... The, the situation falls on your hands. Is, um, have we fully sussed out what's in these boxes here? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. They're either, they're either these tanks, mm. and it seems to be that they've exhausted those. Mm-hmm. There seem to be some foodstuffs in here, and it looks like there's some other, like, there's some spare parts in here. Yeah, Doc is not exactly a, uh, combat monster here uh, he he in fact is desperate to stay out of the the shit as it were and so he's actually going to reserve and just hunker down and if it comes to the end of the turn then that's he will just hunker down defensively okay that's totally viable mm-hmm. i assume you're staying far enough away from the fungus on the wall if you've seen oh, yes. it now you don't want oh to. yes um he might take a moment to look at said fungus just biology biology is uh, you know yeah. Okay, so we're curiosity. We'll say that you're um, protecting yourself, but also being a little investigative while you yes. have the opportunity. Well, I have the moment, and there oh, seems right. to be plenty of light flashes, and <laughs> there does appear to be that. Uh, so these two scaly, sort of sickly-looking amphibious men come toward you, Mister Drummond and Mister Doyle. And on their action, they're going to attempt to uh, avail themselves of your flesh in the most wonderful way possible. You are allowed, of course, to either dodge or fight back your choice. We'll start with Mr. Drummond first. We'll uh, dodge. Okay. 
Uh, 58 over 40. I'm not going to okay. do that. No, that's not going to work. All right, Robert. Okay, so take four damage for me, Mr. Doyle. 37 under 89, so Ooh. that'll be hard. I have a four, sir. Oh. So that will impale, which means you're going to take eight. It doesn't going to matter. Yeah? I only have one left. Oh, how much luck you got, buddy? I got enough. Okay. So this is the way this works. Um, you watch as Mr. Doyle gets clawed in the chest, and it rakes all the way down, and he drops like a rock. You're going to choose then, Jack, to spend all of your luck mm-hmm. to survive. Yes. Okay. You are effectively at uh, zero hit points, and you are, uh, we'll say, in the next, in the rules in Pulp Cthulhu are, are thusly written, basically, which is you um, find a way to survive the scene. We'll just say that you collapse on the volcano floor for now. Um, how that plays out in the coming rounds is something that will we'll work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you watch his body, Mr. Drummond, you watch it fall flat. His 45 clatters to the ground, and um, it appears anyway that this creature is, in the next few moments, going to jump on top of him and likely try to eat his body. But that isn't happening just yet. So, speaking of Miss Lane, on the top of the round, armed with your... Um, your alien ray or your flamethrower, whatever you'd like to call it. Uh, it is your action on 140. Can I see Hofeng where I am? You wouldn't have seen, because he was on the other side of the rocket, you wouldn't have seen where what Sam was shooting at, given the chaos. I'm going to say that you wouldn't have even seen where he was firing at. Oh, okay. You have, you have seen uh, these, this area here, there is some commotion happening here, but you have not seen Ho Fang just yet. Did I see Jack go down on the other side of the racket? It is likely that you both heard and saw it happen because seeing that is pretty close to you. I mean, that's less than, we'll, we'll say that's about 25 to, to 30 feet, give or, give or take between those two distances. So it's, it would have been easy for you to see it happen. Plus. You, you're going to be aware of where your where your com, your compatriots are, right? And I'm assuming the 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 pack on my back is now hot because I fired it extensively Correct. at the. So it I is need hot. To, I need to toss that somewhere before I explode. Is that a question? Well, you don't actually think I'd answer you, do you? We should. Come no, on. you have no in, you have no intimate knowledge of how long they last. Okay, but I do feel that it's getting you rather hot. Like- on me. Yes. Okay, and the guys in front of me are dispersed. So you've burned them to ash. Awesome. Um, so I am going to take off the um I'm gonna take off the um pack mm-hmm. and I am going to toss it away from us that to um towards where the, the doors were. I know I'm not gonna make it there. I'm gonna try to go for the little the pool of goo that's Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna complicate your life by adding mm-hmm. some details. Okay. Because as keeper, that's my job. Mm-hmm. If you take the pack off and you intentionally throw it to a specific place, that will be your action. But if I just toss it anywhere, you're just dropping it. I don't want it to explode on me, but I don't know if it's gonna explode. Want in one hand, shit in the other, Miss yeah, Lane. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying. I'm fine with you touch tap, throwing it into that pool if that's what you want to do. 
it, you'll you'll make a throw roll to basically do that. Yeah, nobody's throw is great. Yeah, no, my throw sucks. I am going to just. The doctor and Stasi are still behind me, right? For far enough away. Uh, it seems like that. It seems like Miss Fairchild is getting strapped into her own tank now. Okay, I'm gonna just drop it and run towards the other. Can I make some moves to go towards Jack? Certainly. Your move is fairly extensive. I believe it's it nine. Is. It's an eight. What's an eight? Yes. Okay, yeah. You can probably get easily over to them. And you can see uh, Jack about to be eaten alive by uh, by a couple of these uh, nasty fish people. Do I still have an action? any action left or no? Well, you don't have any weapon out now. Mm, so I'd have to pull my weapon out? Or um, you'd, you'd have to punch one. I mean... That could be fun. It could be. Let's do it. Awesome. <laughs> um, that was not fun. It's an eighty-five out of forty-eight. Okay. She yells, "Get off my man!" <laughs> and I completely miss as I come down with a fist. Uh, no, you hit it. Oh. It just doesn't seem to do anything to it. It doesn't care. Okay. It isn't isn't paying attention. It has a meal right in front of it that it wants to eat. All right. So before Mr. Drummond goes, someone else does. And that is Sir Aubrey Penhugh. Um, He'll take a step back. And as he is wont to do, he will soliloquize and say, Truly, Miss O'Shea, did you learn nothing from your father? Nothing? And then he's going to make you make a contested power roll. Okie dokie. It's 37 out of 83. Ooh, let me check something here. This is actually really interesting. I don't believe you won a ton of contested power rolls, right, Masushi? No. Interesting. Like, I mean, against like normal idiots, yes. But... So you have, a, you have a hard success on that? Uh, yeah. Um, so you are going to win the contested power roll. Okay. And you're going to go, oh, what does that mean? Right. Okay. Um, roll a d10 for me. It was only a two. That's okay. So here's what you're going to do. After winning a contested power roll, um, you're going to increase your power by two. Ooh, holy shit. Um, so you feel the like the force of his will try to literally lift and separate the lobes of your brain and your head sort of stands firm and doesn't allow that to happen. And you get this realization that someone else tried to essentially rob you of your free will and it didn't work. And it's very empowering. Yeah, I was going to say since like I'm almost face to face except for he took a step back I'm gonna lean in and just cackle that's his action and so now Mr. Drummond on 80 well I have a problem now because Lillian suddenly got in melee combat range of this other fishman who wants to eat Jack that's right so (laughs) I'm just going to have to shoot the one that's trying to bite me oh you're not gonna take payback I mean it's been several seasons now's the time and three other personalities. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't believe in reincarnation or any of that. That's good. Uh, Fifty-four over forty-five. Okay, you shoot. 
You miss. Yep. It's unfortunate. It is. Sam. Yes. Um, having reloaded, uh, I will mutter to myself, our people are hurt. The earth is broken. Once more, I offer you the sacrifice of meat, and I will shoot him again. So you're going to wheel around the corner and fire? Yes. All right. I'm going to give you what I believe is reasonable as far as narrative goes in the space between the rounds, that the things have, things in that space that have changed. You wheel around to, to aim and fire at him, and that space is, has been, is now being flooded by the bodies of young people that are being let loose out of that space. And so it's not that you can't shoot, and not even that you can't potentially shoot Ho Fang, but you'll be at disadvantage to do so because there's active moving cover in front of him now. Do they provide me with cover as well? Oh, 100%. Then, actually, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take the shot anyway. Screw it. There's no telling, but I mean, they, they can't survive if he stays alive anyway. So, yeah, I fire. Okay. And that's a four under 74. That would be an extreme success. Okay, so you're going to have to roll the disadvantage die now and see if it actually holds. I think he really wants to die. Yeah, nice. That's a nine under 74. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Six plus three is nine plus, what'd you say that number was? 17. 17. So 26. Okay. I offer him, I offer the Baron the sacrifice of meat. <laughs> He definitely falls to the ground. Um, you're going to lose him in the cover, obviously. Um, the, the number of people coming out of this space are in the tens to twenties at this point. So he now has total cover from any further ranged attacks. He may and or may not be dead. That is hard to ascertain. The statue at the far end that has continued to move closer begins to roar. And you see it sprout multiple arms. So uh, I think at that, once I see him fall into the, the crowd, I don't really give him a second thought. I shoulder the rifle and immediately begin getting back to the rocket. Miss Fairchild, Maeve. I'm going to cut him. Okay. Or at least attempt to. It's a 23 out of 55. I'm going to dodge that. Roll damage. That's five. Okay. You slash at him again. He's managing to uh, get his hands on what looks like a rather elegant cane, um, but he can't seem to get it together in sort of a parrying motion before you make some sort of work of another part of his body. Yeah, hisses in pain. Is he bleeding yet? Not yet. He says, damn you, you contemptible woman. Don't you know the glory you're going to ruin? I don't think I care. Miss Fairchild. So it looks like there's a bit of a party going on to my left. <laughs> mm-hmm. That looks a little bit busy. So let's scan to the right. Yeah. So over here, well, there aren't icons on the screen for it, but, but over here, what you are seeing is a flood of young people that have been let out of this space here. Uh, there's probably 10 to maybe 20 of them. Uh, from your vantage point, they look just in the light. They look maybe a little bit emaciated, uh, a little bit worse for wear. And they're they're seemingly trying to run uh, towards you. 
Um, it's hard to get a gauge on whether or not they're aggressive or not. They're just seeming like, it seems like they're fleeing. The big problem is here, this large statue, multi-armed statue now, which is gaining speed, is seemingly chasing them now out of the space. And you can you can tell too that there's there's clearly the there have been this the space has been used from some sort of ritual um, before. That evidence is sort of all over the floor. I will close distance and move forward. Okay, tank on your back, ready to go. Ready to go. Quick look to see are these people 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 actually getting away or do I have a horde coming at me? <laughs> yeah. So the, as you begin to close distance between the, the, the distance between the close between the two of the groups here, you and them, um, it's pretty clear that they're human and it's pretty clear that they have no interest in any way, shape or form in being combative. They're, they're fleeing, they're panicked, All Right. but there are too many of them for you to sort of get your arms or hands around. They're going to, they're going to rush you. And the only danger you have is they could bowl you over potentially. Okay. So I will raise the barrel. Yeah. I suppose. The, the wand. Uh, the wand of this lovely device of destruction with my other hand. Just that way. Go to the exit. Go to the exit. Okay. I think so, this is an, okay. a wonderful opportunity for you to persuade them to do so. Yes, I think they so. They are a persuadable group. That is a 55 under 85. Excellent. So they take your persuasion to heart and you sort of direct them out, pointing back to the the stairway, the mouth of that stairway where it is. And they sort of form like a V around you and then flock like birds towards it. So this is a very heartening moment for you, Doctor, as uh, it seems that Stasi's trying to get wounded people out of here. I immediately throw in, or Doc immediately throws in his um, his aid and begins gesturing and hollering to the people running and helping file them out the safe. Okay. Yep. The two of you are sort of working in concert in that regard. Normally, this would be Jack's action, but he's a little sleepy right now. Doctor, it isn't hard for your eyes to see that Jack has fallen to these creatures. And it looks like they're definitely going to be on top. And you can see just as you're looking back and forth, directing people with one hand, you sort of scan back in the room and you see Jack there to your left with Lillian, you know, sort of locked in mortal combat with one of these creatures. And underneath them is Jack's form sort of laid out on the volcano floor. Can I holler and gesture and then make a move action to get behind these fish folks? Yeah, I mean, you... Direct helping Stasi with what she was doing is more flavor text than anything. Right, right. You could easily I'm more get, whistling and pointing, yeah. and then I head over behind, yes, behind uh, Mister and Mrs. Grouper here, mm-hmm. and um, through a we're in a volcano. There's large rocks and, and all over shit the place. Like that. And hey, they had prisoners. Are there any pickaxes or shovels down mm-hmm. here? <laughs> you do see as you sort of move down the space here. You do see a bucket. Fantastic. I'm going to pick that bucket up and I'm going to just upside the head of one of them. Okay. As I come on up. One. Yes. Finally, I actually made a combat roll. Holy shit. Smart. Yeah. Mark it in the log. 
31 under 70. So that is actually a hard success. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to have you roll a D6 fantastic. for this bucket. Bravo, doctor. That is a five. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so you sort of come come up behind uh, where where Lillian is locked in, in combat with this creature. And you can tell that she's definitely trying to punch, claw, kick, get this thing off of of Jack, and you sort of skirt the little edge here by this pool, and you give that that deep one <laughs> a windmill like punch with this bucket, and you hear jawbone and like facial features crack, because if anyone knows how to deal damage, it'd be somebody who knows the body, um, and it goes ass over tea kettle and back onto the the volcano floor. Doc levels his gaze at the other one and hefts his bucket. <laughs> I have more than enough for two. Okay, so that's uh, everybody in this round now. Some other folks can go. Miss Fairchild, I'd like you to make me a spot hidden roll. It's likely you're the only one that can currently perceive it. Oh, I think I would like to spend a little luck to make that a success. That's a 76 over 65. Okay, so... So I will spend 11 luck to make that a success. Okay. I have to do math. Okay. Math is hard. So you see here, just beyond the pool, just beyond the pool where the where these malnourished people came, after the stampede of flesh passes around you, you see there in a bit of the shadow with just a little bit of this fungus that's strewn about the walls you see a form there lying against the wall struggling to get to its feet and as you dial your sight in from here that form that man's face is someone you've seen before and he might be bleeding and he he might be bloodied badly but he's still alive so I'll just leave that there for you for a moment Uh, Miss Lane on uh, the top of the room. Okay. Um, well, one thing I, I do, I see the doctor next to me. Uh, well, no, you see his bucket. But I don't see him. No, you do. Okay. Clearly. He's okay. there. With um, fish scales sticking to it. But, <laughs> yeah. It, actually, the bottom of the bucket is sort of bloodied, and there's some scale work on it now that's sort of been a, a stuck to it. Hmm. Um, kind of give my nod of nod of approval. Um, it, um, doctor... Did you bring did, did you bring my my rifle? He just holds up the bucket. <laughs> he nods in bucket. It's not a language for him. He just holds up the bucket. This is all I got. <laughs> Wait, where's my? Uh, it's with probably with Stasi. She better have my rifle. Yeah, I think she was using it last, right? She still have it since she's got the flamethrower now. I, I would assume so. I'm gonna roll first aid for Jack. Okay. Did the doctor bring his bag with him? You have, he brought a bucket with him. That's what you know. Sake, doctor. <laughs> you can make a first aid roll okay. without the doctor's bag nearby. I get a 67 out of 65. I will spend the two luck to make that a success. Oh, oh you're not going to push it? I'll just mention this for sort of the understanding of the player and the audience around. First aid is not normally a like mid-combat cleric maneuver. First aid normally takes 10 minutes. Okay. Right? What I'm going to do for you, Miss Lane, is I'm going to spend a hand of fate for you and allow the action to take place in a more rapid sense. Okay. You'll be busy 
not only this round, but next round. And then the effects may and or may not land on your compatriot as the as it happens. Okay. All right. Miss O'Shea, you've become fairly meddlesome, it seems. And so um, Sir Aubrey is going to take a, a few steps back from you. He is going to fumble out the cane sword that he has uh, in a desperate attempt to, to butch up. And uh, he's going to say, now, uh, I, I went to the finest schools in London and I will simply not have this, some reckless American lizard in my, in my space. Yes, lizard, I said it. It's written all over your face. He invokes the name of his chosen deity. He speaks the name Naralathotep in the room. And when he does, it comes out as an uttering, shaking curse of electrical energy. And he's going to zap you. Because that's what he does. It does cost him magic points, so there's that. For seven damage. Two bolts leave his mouth. Okay. And that's his action. We've never seen somebody utter lightning, but, you know, here we are. Now, Mr. Drummond, mm-hmm. it is your action on 80. Try this again. You should try the bucket. <laughs> well, I don't have the bucket. I only have gun. Have gun will travel. But that's a 25 out of 45. Ooh, I like that. Um, so there's no way to dodge gunfire. So please go ahead and roll damage. Yay. I'm damaging. Seven. Oh, yeah. Well struck, sir. So with that little piece of uh, gunplay there, you have cleared the last of these nasty little fish people off the map. All right, Sam. Hi. I would like to break rocket, please. I think that that is a fantastic idea. You could totally break rocket. I see. I see that uh, everyone has kind of coalesced around mm-hmm. our fallen, our fallen Jack. There's not a whole lot I can do down there. Um, as between the bucket and the gun, all justice has been dispensed. So I will turn my attention once again to this dastardly machine. It is dastardly, but there is something that you can appreciate about. Well, the, the the machinery that's been put in here. It's uh, a lot of work's been done and uh, a lot of, you know, time and energy has gone into this. So so I would like to dismantle their their, their machinations. <laughs> that is a mechanical repair roll. Yes. For mechanically disrepairing it. That is a hard success. 19 or 63. Fantastic. You have two of five done. Alrighty. So uh, that is... Sam's action. Hurry up down there. This thing's going to come down. Miss O'Shea on 65. Okay. I don't have any choice but to um, try and attack him again. Okay. That is a 20 out of 55. So what do I have to spend to make it an extreme? So you would have to spend 55. Uh, you'd have to spend down to 11. Yeah. Yeah. You just spend nine points. Okay, I'm going to do that. Okay, well, you go ahead and do that. So you have an extreme and I'm going to roll parry because I now can parry or I'm going right. to roll fight back because I have, I have a weapon in hand. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Look at that, James. No, don't look at that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, I rolled a 13. Um, I don't have the ability 
to spend luck. So you're going to win this test, even though by dice, it's really close. It's just you got him by a couple points. So it's eight <laughs> plus roll damage plus a power roll. Oh, thank God. That's 15 damage. Okay. Finally rolled something decent. And that's uh, 69 out of 85. Noise. Okay, so successful power roll. So uh, you are going to... You step, you step forward, sort of using that fast strike ability that you've got with that blade. And you get under his guard. And when the sword cane tries to, to parry the, the heavier sort of this sort of bronzed blade that you've, you've uh, managed to reconstruct through the blood of your enemies, uh, when it, it can't, the, the sword cane is ineffectual at, at actually blocking the entirety of the strike. And so you use it as a guide. You flatten the blade against the sword cane and run the blade up to the point where the weight of your dagger is against his the, the right side of his collarbone and you rip back down and you get about halfway back down when you feel a sudden surge out of the blade and you feel your elbow go straight and it digs back into his body and he he lets forth a horrifying scream. Uh, it's audible outside the chamber. Something horrifying is happening inside that room that the rest of the investigators are not seeing. For you, Miss O'Shea, you are filled with an overabundance of energy. So you split the amount. You get eight points, eight hit points back immediately, and you get eight MP back immediately. <sighs> Okay. We're pretty sure that that's not Maeve screaming, right? I mean... Well, you've heard me scream recently, so you would be able to tell if it's me or not. All right, Miss Fairchild, it is your action. Oh, goodness. Following that, following up from that, um, no pressure or anything. Are the hordes still they're, flowing past no, me? No, they've passed you now. Okay, they are done. Okay. You, you, are, you are all alone, almost all alone, except for that a creature that's getting fairly close now. Yep. But I see the person off to, you said, to my right. And he is standing back up, sort of clutching against this wall coated with just a minor a bit of that fungus. And he's, you can tell he's been shot multiple times and he's trying to stand back up. I'll head over. Keeping my eye primarily on the thing, the creature, the darkness in front of me, I will make my way over to this person okay. who I recognize. Yeah, he's dressed in, uh, in a beautiful raiment, beautiful clothing, at least it was at one point. Um, the finest silks, a uh, wonderful wide collar that extends out to his shoulder blades. It has beautiful stitching in it that's covered in blood now. He's dust ridden and he makes eye contact with you. Hmm. Not sure who is the bigger monster here. You don't seem like you're going to be long for this. Moving my 
ice between the two. You're gonna have to take an action because <laughs> you're gonna run out of run out of room time time space. Should I put you out of my out of your misery, or do I throw you to that, or do I keep you around for fun? Does he answer at all? <laughs> he smirks. Well, your decision. You gonna hold the rest of your action? I'm gonna hold for a moment. Okay. Then uh, on fifty-five, Doctor. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. You. There's no one else to hit with your bucket. Um, there's someone in that room just not far from you, ahead of you, that is screaming. There is this massive statue that has animated and is now moving closer and closer to this central space. Well, am I the only one left in here or? No, I'm here. No, okay. no. Um, so to, to your immediate right is Mr. Drummond, to your immediate right. left. Is Jack and uh, Lillian? You're 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 all sort of right, mostly collected. You just don't know. You're not really sure. What, Sam's doing something. He's he's wrenching on these pipes that are central to the rocket. You have no idea what he's doing, but he's doing something. I certainly lost has sight a of, plan. You have lost sight of Stasi <laughs> at this. Point. Um. Then he's uh, Doc is going to follow the sound of screaming that he knows in the room that Maeve went into. Uh, okay. And uh, go after go after Maeve. He's most likely concerned about her now that he knows that Lillian is with Jack. You get to this door, these these white doors, and you can hear a, a scuffle going on in there. And he's bringing Charlie the bucket. Oh, you named the bucket? Yeah, it's Charlie Bucket. Okay, that's fair. All right, very good. Uh, so on his action, um, now that he <clears throat> can take an action, Miss um, Fairchild, he is going to reach down just into the sand uh, and as he does so he'll reach down to the sand and dirt of the volcano floor as he stands back up to his feet and he offers his hand to you and when he when he offers his hand to you it becomes a cobra and it lashes out at you fantastic make a sanity roll Mm-hmm. And you watch his arm turn into a literal cobra. No. <laughs> what do you got there? That is a 91 uh, over 48. Ooh, wow. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, that is... There's okay. not... Yeah. That's nope. not an extreme, but I rolled good enough to hit you. Uh, so you get um, get bit, but first you're going to take the sand loss. Mr. Fairchild, lose six points of sanity. Make me an intelligence roll immediately. Not going to happen. So, no, that is a 95 over 70. That's okay, because that's the one roll in this game you want to fail. Oh, good. So, so yes. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so, when you lose five or more points of golf, Cthulhu, when you lose five or more points of sanity, you have to test your intelligence whether or not your character can rationalize what they've seen or whether they just see it and believe it as it happens. If you succeed on the intelligence roll, your brain completely perceives what's happened and embeds it into its its new reality. Your brain has basically protected itself. And so you don't go into a bout of madness, which would be terrible at this point. Yeah. Um, but you've been bit. Uh, and so now I'm going to need you to make an extreme constitution roll. So no dodge. Dang it. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
That is a 94 over 55 for even the basic, so... Okay. I think your dice is broken. I think my <laughs> dice do not like me today. Yeah, that's a, that's a serious uh, series of rolls there you've just made. Okay, so you're going to take a slight bit of damage from the Cobra, mm-hmm. which is three points of hit point damage. Okay, so you get three points of damage from the bite itself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to roll a d10 for the poison damage. Okay. Here's the killer. The poison damage can do a maximum of up to one-fifth the caster's pow, which for this character is 25. It'll keep doing a d10 damage until it does 25 damage. So you take six now. Okay. And I'll see you next round at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so with that settled... That is his action at the end of the round. At the start of the new round, Mr. Doyle, I'm going to have you make a constitution roll, sir. Oh, hey. That is 52 under 55. Ooh, fantastic. I'm going to give you four hit points. Hey, hey. (laughs) You wake up with Lillian on top of you trying to bind your wounds. This is not at all pleasurable. It's, in fact, a shitload of pain. You come up gasping. (gasps) Oh, my God. Jack. Jack. Can you hear me? Yeah. Goodness. Thought you were a goner. Yeah, me too. That is your action this round as well, Miss Lane. Uh, And so, Jack, you'll be at your initiative on 60 should you choose to make an action. Uh, when we get to that portion of this round. Okay. Uh, so on on 80, um, Aubrey is going to remove himself <laughs> from the blade. He coughs up a mouthful of blood and what you think might be green fluid. It, it just expels, like he vomits it out on the, uh, right here on the floor in front of you. Um, and then he throws the sword cane away. It tatters. Sort of makes this strange harmonic sound. And he presses his hands together and makes uh, a gesture in, in the air. And he says, To the servant, I compel you to serve. And we're going to make another opposed power roll. Okay. That's a 32 out of 85. However, I will spend down to an extreme. Okay. So you match successes. Okay. As he has an extreme as well. What is your pal, Miss O'Shea? 85. He is going to hit you with shriveling. He is going to invest 15 points of MP into shriveling and essentially try to kill you. You get hit with shriveling, you take 15 points of damage. Okay. I'm still up. Um, You get blasted with terrifying energy that eats away at your very form. Really, the only pieces of you that survive that sort of 
blast of energy are your scales. Uh, so your post-Avengers shawarma scene levels have fucked up at this point, um, but you're alive. And that may be the keyest part of this. Doctor, you hear that from the room that you're advancing on. You hear someone say something, and then there is this audible sound of a thousand angry souls in the bottom of a Coke can that sort of rattle around inside this room. Dark picks up his pace. Mr. Drummond, mm-hmm. on 80. No one around me? Nope. No, no combatants seemingly left other than the enormous statue that seems to be making its way sort of slowly, now less slowly, but inexorably towards the middle portion of this uh, location. It's heading toward the rocket. It's heading towards us. It's heading on the other side of the rocket. It's heading on the other side of the rocket. It looks to be heading towards a pool that's nearby. So there seems to be a some sort of water source over there. You can see the glow and the um, shimmer off the water. It seems to be heading towards there as if it's, um, well, it's got its four arms raised and it seems to be gesturing back and forth. Everybody out, I'll go get, uh, I'll go get the doc. He's ahead of you there at these white double doors. He seems to be getting ready to, to, to bang on them or beat them with a bucket. You have no idea what he's doing. The doors are shut? They are. Do I perceive any way to open them from outside? Uh, just Because I'm running up. Visually looking at them? No, I mean you could, you know, collide into them and hopefully and try to break the door. I mean, it's a giant door, right? Yeah, you don't see any door handles. That's the the big giveaway for you. I would say this: they don't look like they're made of, you know, they're not vault doors by any means. The best way out is through. That's what they say. So what am I rolling here? If um, I'm rolling, I think a strength roll is reasonable. Fifty-six out of sixty-five. Okay. You uh, get up to full speed. Uh, Doctor, a a member of the Harvard football team passes you at a clip. Oh, good. <laughs> um, and the doors come crashing open again. Miss O'Shea, Mr. Drummond barrels through the door. I don't have time to take a look. I'm going to get my ass whooped soon. <laughs> That's your action, Mr. Drummond. You barrel into the room. You see a rather a wild scene in front of you. Miss O'Shea has been seemingly burnt at least portions of her skin and clothing are are burned up except the fast the fabulous white pants she's wearing they're completely untarnished um, the occupant across from her looks like he's been through the ringer too he has multiple gashes and slash wounds on his body and he's bleeding all over the place he has green uh substances out of coming out of his mouth just fluid he might be missing a few teeth he looks like he's a real wreck, but clearly they're in they're locked in some sort of mortal combat. But that's the scene you see. Yep. Sam, would you like to continue your mechanical um, aptitudes? Yeah, back when I was, you know, when I was when I was working in the factory, um, we used to hum compa music to uh, to kind of keep wrestlers focused. So I will I will I will keep a jazz tune in my head, um, a little bit of a merengue de salon while I work. Fantastic. Oh, it's such a hard success. 21 under 63. Okay. A couple more to go. You can see that the platform here is getting a little unstable, and some of this fuel that's coming down from the volcano or coming up from the volcano uh, area is uh, starting to seep all over the place. 
and uh, the smell of burning metal is beginning to waft into the air. Smells like sabotage. Very good. Um, Maeve on 65. Uh, I'm going to try and end, end his life with the blade. It's a 69 out of 55, so I'm going to spend down to at least a success, yeah. I will attempt to dodge, and I do not. So roll damage. That is five. Okay. Uh, You cut his throat out, and he spins in the air just for a moment before collapsing onto the ground in a wave of convulsions. I'll probably let out a sigh and uh, slowly climb down off the table. Well, uh, I'll probably finally turn around. You see Dramid there sort of getting back to his feet and preparing to to uh, assist with the situation. Um, Robert, you might be two seconds too late here, it seems. It seems Miss O'Shea is uh, comfortable with the blade as well. You're probably better at it than I am, to be completely honest with you. So we'll leave you there. Uh, Miss Fairchild, I'd like you to do something for me. Yes. I'd like you to take a D10's worth of poison damage, as it's your action. Oh, only two. You can feel it in your body now. You can feel something is something on, on your collarbone is burning. Mm-hmm. And you don't know why, but you, you think you have an idea. So I will look up at him, a smirk on my face. I will close distance, not quite point blank. I'll see you in hell. And I will pull the trigger. Okay. So it's a firearms roll. You're at advantage for close range. So you get to re-roll your tens die. No. Okay. So I will spend the seven luck and I will make that a success. Okay. So roll, I think it's a D8. Uh, I assume that you are pulling the trigger all the way down. Oh, yes. Okay. So uh, roll 2D10. So 15. In the glow of this space, you watch Ho Fang burn and it comes away in, in layers. The clothes first ignite. The top layers of the skin become papery and warm. And then as his eyeballs melt out of his skull and his hair is matchstick red for just the briefest of moments, that extra churn and extra power comes out of the tube on your back and it blasts his flesh completely off. I'll just sit here and wish I had marshmallows and a stick. I think for... uh, for now, that's as good a time as any to end this episode. So thank you for so much for joining us on this episode of Masks of Neophytep. I'm certain the exit will be as wonderful as the entry. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>